Welcome to the Max Muth Theater and Performance Podcast. This is a special mini episode where we discuss just one show, Men on Boats at Playwrights Horizons. Before we get to that, a couple of quick reminders. One, we have merch, coffee mugs and tote bags printed with some of your favorite Max isms Any proceeds from the merch will go to upgrading our equipment, so buy a tote bag and directly contribute to sweetening our sounds in your ears. You can get to our merch store from Maximu.com. And second, if you listen and enjoy the podcast, please leave a rating and comment on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, enjoy the show. All right, well, let's start with introductions because I think I'm going to release this as like a short little mini version. So we're just going to talk about men on boats. And that's all. Okay, so Liz. I'm Liz and Fuck Yeah, Great Plays. Jose. Jose Solis, stage buddy. And Lindsay from Maximu. So I wasn't actually planning to gather us to talk about Men on Boats, but I saw it and I really liked it. And then Liz saw it and had a very interesting experience <laughs> there. And then I noticed that Jose had also seen it and I knew we would be gathering today to record our preview of the Fringe Festival. And I thought, since we're all here, since we've all seen it, since I think there are many interesting things to say about this show, why not do a little mini pod? on this topic. So to refresh everyone's memory, um, in case you didn't listen to the preview podcast that we last did, Men on Boats is at Playwrights Horizons. It is a play by Jacqueline Backhouse, directed by Will Davis. And it started at the Clubbed Thumb summer series last year. Clubbed Thumb has become a resident theater at playwrights and they tacked this on to the end of their season it was not originally announced as part of the season but this has been added on and it is the story of uh, a group of men in 1869 who explored the green and colorado rivers and they eventually which eventually lead one inevitably even today if you were to explore them to the grand canyon and they were the first government-sponsored group to explore this area, but as we all know, not the first humans to explore the area, but the first of this sort of government-sponsored group. And there were four boatloads of explorers, and they are all men, all the characters are men, and they are all played by women. This show is a mashup of all different kinds of performance. There's a, basically, a soundtrack to the play. There's music that plays throughout it. There's a lot of sound effects, but the design is actually very simple. They hold these little wicker baskets to indicate that they're in a boat, and there's a lot of movement that indicates their journey down the rivers. And I just thought it was so entertaining and so fun and just a delight. I just had a delightful time at the theater. Um, and I thought all of the performances were just exceptional. And I almost feel bad like shouting out particular people because I really thought everyone in this show was so, so strong and that everybody should get an honorable mention. That being said, <laughs> there are two people I wanted to uh, mention. One is Leda, that is not even close to how you pronounce her name, Layla Kushnaudi, and she plays a character named Bradley, and I just found her to be so endearing. I just, throughout the whole show, she plays like the little brother character to all the other um, 
male explorers, some of whom are like extremely type A, like men on the frontier. And I just, I don't know, I just adored Layla's character. And then the other extreme, which is like sort of the the most hyper masculine, is uh, Donetta Lavinia Grays. I just also loved the way she captured what the sort of uber masculine you know climbing up mountains killing a bear the the, i want to sleep in a tree yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. and i was thinking about like anytime anything happened because there's a lot of catastrophe there's a lot of drama there's a they encounter you know the elements of nature and they um are forced to deal with some very harrowing situations I always thought I want to be in her boat. Like I will follow that <laughs> woman anywhere. She's really very capable. I have no doubt that her boat will survive <laughs> because she is so like strong and capable. So, um, I just, I really love this play and I would just recommend it to anyone. So let's talk about your perceptions of the play on, on that level. Just, did you like it? Did you have comments on it? And then we'll get into the, experience my, that Liz my has special at experience the at the theater yeah uh, anything never, to add uh yeah I think it's just it's a fantastic play I think you're right the ensemble is so strong uh Layla Krishnudi yeah we'll go with that um I've seen her a few times this she pops up every now and then uh, I also first time I saw her was she played Joe March in women which mm. was the mashup of girls and little oh! women that's I loved her in that too. Yeah. You know, I don't like breaches roles aren't really a thing anymore, but like if they were, that's what she needs to do. Like playing like pants roles if we were in that era. She's just she's just a delight to watch. Um they really are and what I love, and this will kind of go into I guess my my experience of the show, is that the set is nothing. I mean the set is literally just like a big painted block um it's a nature scene it's Mm -hmm. yeah it's like a big painted backdrop with basically nothing on stage besides these women their boats and a couple of props they bring some boxes on at one point you know little things um and it doesn't they don't strive for realism at all and i think that's why the show works so well is they are women putting on masculine roles standing on dry land and pretending like they have these boats. And when things like storms hit or there's danger, it's just them describing it. And it made it more effective, I think, than if they really did try to show with lights and sound and, you know, a lot of fancy digital work to show a storm or a water feature, right? It's yeah. None of like, that. It's all communicated through, I mean, there is some lighting and sound effects, but it's mostly communicated through movement. I thought this was one of the most effective uses of movement in a play that I'd seen in a very long time. Um, but also through them just describing their experience and engaging and reacting. Yeah. It, it's very much a storytelling show. Yeah. And I just, I, I love that bare bones sort of, Thing. Oh, okay. and Kristen, uh, Kristen C as yes. Dunn, hilarious. We saw her in Roosevelt. She played Teddy Roosevelt. God, Always she's funny. Fantastic. Okay, so Jose, anything to add on this level? We're talking. I mean, I just loved it. I had a great time because one of the things that I that I, that surprised me the most was that you know beyond everything so important that it's saying about gender and uh, and about you know like men being awful and women you know like 
having been oppressed, still being oppressed. And excluded. Yeah. It's also such a great just adventure play. Mm -hmm. Like you you want to see if they're going to make it. Yeah. Like even yeah. if you know how it ends, like you're still so like invested in what's going on and they make it work so well. And one of the things that I loved so much was how, how the playwright grabs all these elements from tradi uh, traditionally male adventure things like, you know, like Indiana Jones and the snakes. Mm -hmm. And yeah. like, well, the snakes show up, but it's amazing what they do with the snakes. Or like, you know, like old movies, like it made me think of a really old movie Kirk Douglas, I think, started in called Northwest Passage, which is about like, you know, like crazy uh, pioneers, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. But also, like, I, I, I want to see if they're going to make it. Like, oh, I didn't want any of the characters to die. Mm -hmm. I wanted all of them to make it till the end. And I thought that was refreshing because we don't really, you know, it's really rare to find something that's both intellectually and like, you know, like pleasing and also just like entertaining. Yes. Yeah. yeah, women don't really get adventuring plays in this way. And so it was just great to see that out there. Also, it's a play predominantly set in Utah. That never happens, <laughs> I say, as a person from Utah. I was very pleased to have a little bit of a history that I was taught in school uh, on stage. That never happens. Um, so anyway, Liz, what happened when you saw this play? Okay, so, oh my God, I posted about this on Twitter. But, um, so when I was coming out of Men on Boats, because uh, it's an intermissionless show. First off, people, I think, Jose, was it people left when you... Wait, what? Mm. Oh, someone else I was talking to that people walked out in the first like 20 minutes. I would have grabbed my, them and put them sit yeah, down. Just cool your jets. So I came out and uh, it was a, what, a Wednesday evening Tuesday Wednesday evening performance so midweek which means it's a little bit smaller it's probably not it's a little older crowd and um people were very this couple was very frustrated that it was called men on boats and yet there were no men and I can't believe you could tell this historical piece about white men and it's all people who aren't men like how why would you do that why would you call it men on boats and there aren't really men on stage which i just think is the most ludicrous you know what? there also were not boats folks <laughs> like no one seemed to have a problem with that there were a quarter of a boat the front of a boat like I, I just don't understand that mentality of going into a show and being like if this is not exactly what it tells me that it is i, I don't understand it like if it doesn't if you tell me that it's men on boats there better be some men and they better be on full-size boats like i, mean, I just don't where to I, begin i can't fathom going into a show like do you go to cats and you're like what there are people playing cats this is ridiculous i'm out of here like what do you do how do you live that way and go see theater and like if it's not exactly and i bet you money this is what kills me i'm sure these people who go to this were like oh my god hamilton it's just amazing you know you know those are people playing white men telling history oh my god it just oh my god well, so on a kind of academic level, my reaction to this is like, do you know anything about the history of theater mm -hmm. and what right. the history of theater has been, which is, you know, it started as all men and men played the female roles. They played all the roles. And so like the notion that you can't have a production that is of all women that is somehow like contrary to the essence of theater, just it, that's mind boggling to begin with. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, and also just like the essence of theater itself beyond that. It's like freaking people pretending there's someone else on stage, whether playing men or women or cats or whatever. It's, you know, like theater is supposed to like you're supposed to leave like your disbelief outside it or don't show up to the theater and go stay yeah, home. I just I don't understand that that demand for absolute realism in everything you see. It's just like I, I don't know. On a basic level, like people don't necessarily play that the age that they're playing. You know, older people will pay, play children, and that's just how it works. And you just go with it, right? But to me, the far more damning criticism of these individuals is that they completely missed the message of this play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And I was thinking about this after the play, which is, why do you tell a story of men and an experience that men had? and replace the male, not replace the male characters, but have female actors play the male characters. And I think, you know, your interpretation of this is as varied and individual as there are people in the audience. And I'm sure that if we had the playwright here to discuss it, she would have her own reasons and explanation for that. But as as audience members, we get to interpret it ourselves ourselves and you know so I'll say mine and then you can each say yours which is like I thought about how our history is scattered with stories about men doing things and about how there are few stories of women doing things and when you think about all the men who were in groups of men only that just excluded women from so many experiences throughout the history of the planet. And it's still, to this day, there are places where women can't go, or if they can go, they're the other. A girl doesn't get to show up to the boys' poker game. A girl doesn't get to show up to the golfing outing or the boys' weekend away. And this is something, as a woman, that has always driven me absolutely crazy is knowing that there are places where I'm not welcome and so to me when I experienced this story it just sort of flooded me with the reality of knowing how in our history that those spaces where women were excluded were greater and even the majority of life women were excluded from so that was sort of the meaning of this play to me yeah. And similarly, uh, to yours, my feeling of it was, you know, for every story we get of a, a white man doing something great for the country, there are tons of people who made advancements at the same time that we just, we've lost their stories because their mm-hmm. stories weren't deemed important. Mm-hmm. So taking this male narrative and saying, and, and flipping it with these women who are taking on, carrying on a story of someone else, just that dynamic I guess is so interesting that there were for every white man doing something there's a ton of people who made the way for him to do that and for some reason we only hear the one story Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's built on the backs of so many other people I mean in America was America was built on the backs of so many people that we don't know about because they were not deemed important at the time and it was just I think it's a phenomenal piece I just I loved it Right, and also when when you when you know when women are excluded for so long, and like you said, like you heard these things in your history classes in school, and even you know like in movies or other plays or television or whatever, when you're a child and you're only seeing like 
white men with like huge mustaches doing stuff. It also, you know, like when I was growing up, for instance, I honestly find men in fiction really, really boring. But when I was little, I was told that I couldn't identify with the women characters because I was a guy. So seeing this play, I finally got to identify with the adventurers because I just never found them interesting as boring old men. But when we see like women not only doing amazing like acting work, you know, like the performances are so great, but also like getting to be the explorers, that made me feel like a child again. And yeah. I, 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 I love the show for that. Yeah, and I think that's what really got me about these people that were upset is it was like, okay, because there was not a white man on stage to center this for you, you literally could not comprehend a show where you were not the center. <laughs> like, you were just like, nope, there's no white man. I can't relate to anything in this play. I'm tuning out. I can't believe. Like, which is, Jesus, it's what we do all the time. I have to watch shows with, with angry white men and, like, be asked to identify and put myself in that story where I'm not really represented. Like, just suck it up and do it for 100 minutes of your life. You'll be fine. And beyond the gender lens, I thought the way this story incorporated... Uh, the Native American elements of humans who lived in that area at the time and were present long before these white male American explorers showed up. Um, And also, um, I mean, this is a little on the personal side for me, but also the way it was like, yeah, there are Mormon settlers here. They've been here for a while. And like this story that we revere and think of as these men who, you know, rode this you know, quote unquote, untamed territory in the United States and labeled all the peaks and mountains and valleys with their own names. Like, oh, actually, there are people who preceded you here Mm -hmm. and you would not have survived this experience without the knowledge and presence of those other populations as well. Yeah. I mean, that moment where they encounter the, the native couple and they're like, we're the first ones coming through. And they're like, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah of are. course. Of course you <laughs> Good are. for you. We just have a whole community over here. But yep, you guys are absolutely the first. Yeah. We just have a like, sophisticated society over here yeah. on the side where you're like exploring this un- un- previously unknown territory. Yeah. I thought that it was really great how I love the parts when they were like have arguments about like naming places Mm -hmm. and like naming cliffs. But also something that I thought was so beautiful was that even though they're pointing out how stupid and dumb men can be, they were never condescending to their characters. Like Mm -hmm. you saw that they believed that they needed to have a cliff named after them. And it was so important to them. And I, I mean, it's leaving that legacy. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we took the time yeah. to talk about this. I Anything wanted, anyone wants to add? I think I just wanted to shame those people. I was so mad. Was like, <laughs> be careful what you say in the theater. You might be shamed on the Maximu <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Someone on the internet's going to be mad at you. Because no, actually, I had like the opposite experience of you. Because I saw the the the, and I've been telling everyone this. I saw the show the same night that the Democratic convention came to its ending. So, like, as I was leaving the theater, Hillary Clinton was you know, like accepting wow. the nomination as the first, you know, women to be, yeah. And I was like, I just wanted to have like my own rally that I'm like, play, play Red Horizon. <laughs> the like, entire yeah. audience. I'm like, come on, let's, let's throw a party. So yeah, go women. All right, well, go see that show and let yeah, us know yeah. what you think about it. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Max Moo Theater and Performance Podcast. Have you seen Men on Boats? What did you think? You can find us all on Twitter. Maximu is at Maximu. Liz is at Miss Liz Richards. 
Jose is at Jose Solis Mayan, and I'm at Lindsay Behrens. We'll see you next week with our preview of the Fringe Festival in New York City. Folio Group. Theatrical Media.